All right, and we're live. Hey guys, it's Angela Humphreys. I've got a couple of uh, libertarians here who want to talk about um, their message and why you should vote for them in the various uh, campaigns that they're running. So we have Dee Watson, Ryan Brown. Hey guys, how's it going? Great. Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, going to be famous after today. <laughs> All right, Dee, if you would uh, take a moment, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Dee. I have run twice, um, for once for the House, the State House, and once for the uh, North Carolina Senate. I'm uh, currently on the Wake County XCOM. I'm also the political and policy director for the state, and I'm also the affiliate coordinator for this area. So I'm the coordinator for Johnston County, um, Orange County, Wake County, and Durham County. Um, so I help uh, the affiliates meet their requirements for the state and start up, and I'm trying to start up some other affiliates as well. Okay. So I, I do all of that. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're really busy in the party. And that those are all volunteer jobs, right? Correct. Um, okay. Everything's volunteer. So about when COVID hit, I had basically decided to do more with my kids and my contract ended and I actually just became a full-time mom for the first time ever. And then my kids went back to school and then the, and I took this up as a hobby. So I'm basically a full-time libertarian. All right. And how about you, Ryan? Yep. So uh, I am currently the secretary of the LPNC. Um, I've worked at a couple convention committees before, bylaws committee. I was platform committee chair uh, in the short time I've been a libertarian. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm currently just working at the state level as the secretary right now. And, okay, uh, and when, anything else that comes up. And when you say working, you're just you're a volunteer as well, right? Neither one Volunteers. of you have any paid positions with the party. Nope. Volunteer. Okay, cool. So, Dee, coming back to you, tell us, tell everybody why we're meeting today. You're running for something and you're looking for some voters, right? Yes. Um, if you're in Wake County, I'm running for the Wake County chair of the Libertarian Party. Um, having been on the XCOM the past two years and having been a candidate, um, I helped recruit a lot of candidates to run this season um, in the for the 2022 election season. And... Mm -hmm things had there had been a lot of changes from 2020 to 2022 and basically I chaperoned about five candidates and I was really surprised because of the changes candidates were billed and there were some problems with price transparency within the party and because of that I actually ended up donating thousands of dollars to the candidates that I was like kind of chaperoning uh, to help them cover these costs that uh, were unexpected and um were changes from the 2020 from 2020 to 2022 and it really made me realize after talking to these candidates a lot of us are running for the XCOM and since I was the only one who had already been on the XCOM we decided that I would run for chair to try to um, make sure that this doesn't happen again so just to clarify chair of the Wake County Libertarian Party correct and those um candidate billing transparency issues those are for those candidates as well from the wake county pool of it's candidates a, or was it, it statewide or what it was all the wake county uh, state legislature candidates so okay. they were just i mean they'd be like hey we've got a, a name tag for you and they'd give them a name tag but then like in 
December, then they got a bill for it. So they basically were billed for all kinds of things that they had been, that they thought they were being given. What do you mean? I love getting my hospital bill like $60,000 later after I leave my surgery, right? Months, months down the road. It was exactly like that. And I thought it was hilarious because I spent all this time um, campaigning against the state because for, we need price transparency is the biggest issue facing healthcare, And that was I was a huge advocate for that in the state. And then I was like, well, I should have been advocating for that in my own party when I saw people get this bill afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and how about you? I want to say more about that for a second. But um well, go you for helping those candidates out. I guess it's important to uh, help the libertarian candidates get name recognition. And um, you mentioned earlier a lot of work that goes into running a um, campaign with palm cards and all these costs that I guess the candidate has to prepare for, like having a digital footprint, like a website, Um I don't know. You were able to reel them off easily. So it's a lot of expenses, basically. And so to have surprise billing is probably very unpleasant. And the bill came out what after the election? It can't. You didn't get your bill until December. Right. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Well, it was, it, you know, well after the election. Some of them haven't paid the bill. It was just some of the things they knew about, but some of the things were just unknown. And the other problem they had is when they were running, they didn't know how much the bill would be. So they didn't know. If, if they had allocated, like I've got $2,000 left, since they don't know what the bill is, they don't know what the remainder of their money, how much money they can currently spend. Sure. So, um, you know, so people were like, well, I want to do advertising, but I don't know how much money I already owe. Um, so that kind of thing was going on. Um, we really want to change that and have price price transparency. Is is okay. I that's and kind that's of my in pledge. Your as, in your role as the Wake County Libertarian Chair, you that's one of your um, kind of things you want to fix. Um, so p- those candidates are not getting those surprise bills. I want to fix that. And the other issue was a lot of the things were done late. Candidates were encouraged to use the Wake County resource. They were actually discouraged to use anything but Wake County uh, resources. And because of that, so the rack cards, the door hangers, candidates didn't get them until October, even though like I was asking for door hangers. And so I actually ended up not getting door hangers because I asked for them in March and I was told, wait, wait, wait. And then I filled out the form and then I was told they hadn't been ordered yet and they wouldn't be coming until October. Well, when I found out that they weren't going to come until October, that's too late to go walking Mm -hmm. around handing out door hangers. I was like, just cancel my order. So I actually didn't get any, but I had asked for them in March. Yeah, we had Um, we had door hangers coming after early voting had already started, which was just mm -hmm. a bit too late. So, right. And even our signs didn't come. So the way that the signs work in Wake County or or in the entire state is you can't put them up until 30 days before the election. Mm -hmm. None of our candidates had signs 30 days before early voting started. So we couldn't put them up while, at the first moment. So Ryan and I and some other candidates, we went to the Angus barn for a fundraiser and you were allowed to put your signs up at the Angus barn, but we didn't have signs, even though we'd ordered them and paid or or eventually were billed from, we didn't have signs available to us. So the timing of things uh, was off. That's really something I want fixed. And we even had designers um, that were willing. I had um, a graphics designer who's a friend of mine and like 
they didn't want to give those graphics designers access to the logo. So they're, you know, the, the wait graphics. So we really were hamstrung from. When you say they, who is they real quick? Sorry. Um, so it was the kind of the staff. The current- so basically what's happened is there's um, a company that is uh, run by one of the members, Intelligent, um, and there's a conflict of interest going on. So would you just say um, it's the current executive committee that is driving these kind of decisions? The people that you're, well, I guess you're just running against one person, the current WAKE chair, but are I, you kind of pointing the finger at the X, like some of the members of the XCOM? I is think that... that- so, I mean, I'm on the XCOM. No, I mean, all of this was taken out of the hands of the XCOM. The three actual. <laughs> the, so the chair basically just handed it over because he is really busy. I mean, he's a good guy, but he's busy. Sure. And and um, he kind of handed over a lot of the decision making to um, this co- the person who owns this company and another person. So, like, all of the Wake County candidates were required to run on three issues. And you weren't allowed to not run on those three issues. So your website put up those three issues, your door hangers. You didn't get to design the back of your door hanger. The door hanger had the three issues on it. And those three issues were designed decided by two men who are not on the XCOM and the chair just let them because he didn't want to, he he was busy. I mean, so we just need somebody who can be more active. um, Sure. Nothing personal against um, whatever the business person. Uh, You just, you just want things to run a little bit smoother, more transparent pricing up front. um, Business business. It's not personal. All right. Well, and I can answer a little bit of that. There was some, there were some issues. Well, Ryan, with some, we don't even know what you're running for yet. Well, I know, but I did run as a candidate in Wake, so there, there were some issues uh, that the person who was helping out with one of these people had to deal with, right? But the uh, there was also nothing that was, you know, candidates weren't necessarily given the ability to or the option to do it themselves, right? So we kind of okay. had to wait for some of the people to to take care of their personal things, which I'm absolutely glad that they took the time to do that, but it kind of hamstrung the rest of us. Um, yeah, so, I would want the freedom to create right. my own stuff. If yeah. I'm going to be handing it out door to door and it's going on thousands of door hand- handles or doorknobs. Yeah. yeah. I would want that freedom. I would probably demand it. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, Ryan, tell us uh, what you're running for. Sure. So I'm running for chair of the libertarian party, North Carolina. Um, okay. It is the chair of the statewide party. Uh, and it represents all the people in the party. And um, yeah, that's what I'm running for. I've been on the XCOM in the LPNC for uh, about a year and a half now um, when I filled in for, or I got elected as the replacement secretary. Um, but since then, I've been doing quite a bit of work in the LPNC. And uh, I feel like I could be best used as uh, as chair for the next two years at least. So. Mm-hmm. And you have some experience um, as chair. I think I saw you chairing the last uh, board meeting that happens every couple of weeks, right? Yes. I think that was you. Or was that, that Joe Garcia, the current chair? So Joe has chaired most of the meetings this term. But um, I have also, in the last couple of months, chaired two meetings myself due to uh, some absences. So okay. that is that is one of the issues we have with the current XCOM. Right. I think uh, we have 59 absences in about the last two years Whoa. throughout all of our members. Um, 
I actually have zero absences, right? I so, have had a lot of absences myself, though. <laughs> but thankfully, you're not required to be there. So right. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I I actually haven't had any absences. I haven't missed a meeting. Uh, chaired a couple of them, and it's just I'm at a time in my life right now where I feel like I have the time, I have the availability, I have the ability to do that. So I'm gonna step up and and run for LPNC chair. And as far as we know, um, the current chair is not running again. You don't have any challengers yet, whereas D's race is a little different on the local county level, right? Yep. So far, uh, no one else has actually announced for any position of the XCOM, at least publicly, uh, besides Sean Ha, who's going to be running with me as vice chair. Okay, cool. So Sean and I, we're going to be running as chair and vice chair. And yeah, we kind of want to, what is it? mix it up a little bit right he's he's one of the uh, members who's been around for a while i'm one of the new members but uh or newer members but it's it's certainly a coalition right we've got a lot of good people in the state and i want to represent all of the people in the state i don't want to be exclusionary or whatever i just want to make sure that we can have a state party that functions efficiently it's not full of blockers okay um so a new question. What is the job of the chair? So Ryan, I don't know. Do you need a break after that one? You need me to punch it back to D? I can go straight into it if you want. All right. So what's, what's your future job going to be like? Yeah. So to me, the the first and foremost thing a chair should do is uh, make sure the party's running efficiently. He doesn't necessarily. You already answered that one then. (laughs) Well, but he does the chair doesn't necessarily dictate the policy of the entire party or the direction of the entire party. Right. The chair serves at the will of the convention delegates and the people. And, you know, he's always accountable because there's always a recall mechanism. Right. So but the chair ultimately serves at the pleasure of the executive committee and the party itself. Right. So he doesn't he doesn't control things. He just makes sure things run smoothly. So I think the role of the chair is to be a person who removes blockers. Um, what, we have a lot of blockers. Find a blocker. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. We got a lot of blockers in the party at the moment. Um, a blocker would be something like, Hey, I'm trying to accomplish this task, but I need this file or I need permission to this folder, whatever it is. And if you ask for something, sometimes you got to wait a week or two or six, or you've or forgotten about months, many months for a problem to get resolved. Like Craven sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's another issue. But uh, yeah, so there are issues like that, though, right? So um, the idea is, 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 look, if we have active people in the party or people who want to be active, right, we, we're a volunteer organization, we don't pay mm-hmm. people. Um, well, most of the people don't get paid. But uh, we don't pay people, we don't pay our volunteers, right? But if someone comes and says, hey, I want to go do a tabling event here, right? Can you give us, you know, less than 100 bucks? It should like be if pretty I want to do a school choice or Second Amendment <laughs> event right. somewhere. Right. Like, what, uh, as can a, you define what's a tabling event just for people who might not know? Sure. So I can give a real life example. Back in December, uh, we did a tabling event at a gun show in Raleigh. Um, it almost took two meetings to get a seventy-five dollar expense approved. Whoa. Right. So, and that was you know that was the last one of the year, but we had already identified at least 50 gun shows that were in the state at the time at that this year or 2022. And that was the first one we were able to, uh, to actually execute on, but we were trying to execute on it since the summer. Right. So okay. that that's sort of a blocker, right? It's 
mm-hmm. you know, we got a lot, we got a lot of money. We don't spend money on anything, but if we can spend some money to, you know, actually get some people out and active, right. If the, the, the tabling event at the gun show actually got us more names than the entire state fair did. Right. So, okay. but, but it was for a 10th of the cost. So, you know, it, it's sort of like, let's, let's try something different. Let's, let's get people involved. Right. Some of the people that did the event um, were not able or, or had not previously been involved, but they were able to show up there, get involved, get some names, get some people signed up and maybe some volunteers. Right. So nice. That that's first and foremost, right. Remove blockers, let people volunteer and do the things they want to do. Right. And that's not necessarily just letting them do whatever they want. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't let the guy run out there with the libertarian party, of North Carolina banner to, you know, protest, something silly right mm-hmm. we don't want to just waste money right but if someone has a valid uh goal right let's do this activity and let's try and get it done in this time frame and whatever it's okay cool what do you need from me what do you need from the rest of the people can you measure its success yes no awesome let's do it you know that that's kind of the role right we don't need to bog down people doing one thing or the other so our okay. our current chair is is not quite uh he doesn't do that thankfully right but at the same time there is a lot of uh there are some people in the party who are, do do that right so my one of the things i want to do is try to make everything uh more efficient in general right okay do you think there's yeah. any job uh that you can't handle as chair um like doesn't the chair also run the state convention yes the chair runs the state convention um, that's not too bad. Uh, if you think about it, right. That's just keeping people in order. Um, do you have any they, limitations and, um, uh, I guess whatever this, this prospect of a job. And when I say job, it's still a volunteer position. It's not a real still volunteer. Job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be awesome if we could pay our chair, right. Having a full-time job, but we just don't have the, yeah, you're gonna win that vote, that. Ryan. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna win that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. But I'm just saying, if we could get to a point where we were paying our chair, we'd have a lot more income than we do now, and that'd probably be a good good problem to have. But you know, I I actually want to do some fundraising, try and get people on board, try to reach out to people. Maybe I don't know if we could probably hire somebody to take a cut of any donations they get. I don't know what it is, right? But you know, I'd actually like to do some of that fundraising. But when it comes to uh, is do I have any limitations on the job? I don't think so. To be honest, I've been, I've been filling in a, I've been secretary. Mm-hmm. And along with that, I've been person, or I've been the person who's making website updates, trying to get things that I've done pretty much anything anyone needed me to do. If I have mm-hmm. access to it, it'll Did you get my photos put up on the state website yet, Ryan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I had to build that you website. Open the door. I did open that door, but uh, I had to build that website because the person who usually built it uh, resigned. Oh, so. wow. Okay. So you're already doing a lot of stuff, which, um, sure. you know, any, any um, optically challenged person can see. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So as far as limitations, it seems like the current pitfalls are just attendance issues and not running things efficient, efficiently. And that's what you want to change on the state level, right? Is that correct? And, and I think there's a little bit of creativity, right? Like we don't, we don't do much, right? I don't want to go super negative, right? But at the same time, like 
there is opportunity for change, right? It's, it's, <clears throat> we kind of put too many blockers in place for people to actually have the chance to do something, or maybe even the chance to fail, right? As chair, I want to be like, look, we may have never done this before. It may or may not be a good idea, but if you can measure it and you can define mm-hmm. success, then we'll try it. And that way we don't, and then we just document it. We don't have to keep trying to learn new, new things every two years. Mm-hmm. Right. So can I weigh in on that? That's one thing Ryan and I both noticed is that in both cases, the old XComs weren't getting metrics on stuff and even like website hits and uh, Ryan's, incri- you know, I mean, like that's his day job, right? Like he, like we know we have a lot of people who understand websites of design and understand how to measure this stuff and get these metrics. And what we found was a lot of pe- times they'd be saying, you know, this wasn't successful and this was, but none of the metrics at all matched what they were saying. If they had um, metrics. Right. They wouldn't get the metrics. Then when we got the metrics, we found out that it was a like success was uh, very subjective the way that they were defining it. And when we put objective measurements and metrics on everything, um, we're just more data oriented and more able to get that data. And we found that things like the McClatchy payment of $9,000 wasn't really more effective than the coaster drive, which was a 10th the cost. Can you tell um, me, I don't know what you're talking about. What's the McClatchy thing? I know, I know you guys probably have a document, but what, what is it? And then the analytics that you're trying to talk about. You want to talk about that, Ryan? Yeah. So back in, back in the spring, the Wake County, uh, uh, chair and a uh, guy who was doing it came to the executive committee of the LPNC and asked for uh, some money for candidate support. Right. So we ended up giving as a state $9,000 in candidate support. Part of that okay. money or most of that money was sent to two different ad campaigns. So we ran 30 days of ads basically. So if you look at, this is from the clatching. Um, if you look at it on newsandobserver.com we got 285,000 impressions, which sounds like a lot. We got 145 clicks from it. But what, it click- wasn't, it a, wasn't it a bragging point of somebody's that we got all these impressions, right? Right. So, And then the rest was kind of omitted. And then you found out later, oh man, we didn't yeah. get anything for our money. Yeah, the cost per click was, was quite high. It was like $3 a click. Um, so that was like 145 clicks on News and Observer and maybe 2,000 clicks on, on Facebook, right? But if you look at it, the, these were the ads. They were all about Wake LP. You know, none of it was actually for the candidates. So all these people saw just Wake LP, right? So mm-hmm. if, and then if you look over at the uh, the other one down here, I mean, we had 10 clicks on IndieWeek.com. So it's, it's these sort of things. It's like, okay, well, we had 10 clicks and uh, a quarter million impressions, right? Well, I don't want to brag, <laughs> but... A quarter million impressions is not great for $9,000. You know, I've had a quarter million impressions on my Twitter and I'm just a guy who tweets about random crap, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you can get a a quarter million impressions if you tweet under, you know, the president, right? So the the impressions and the clicks through and everything else, it's, it looks like big numbers, right? Big numbers are good. But if you think about it, it's $3 a click. That's, that's incredibly, Mm -hmm. or that's incredibly expensive. So that sort of money you know, we could have allocated for actual candidate support and we could have built everybody's website and we could have had 
you know, everything else and put that in Wake County and only spent $4,000. So, and then the candidates could have bought optional things on top of that. Right. So that's a good spending $9,000 on candidates is absolutely good. Spending $9,000 on candidates in this way is not quite the best. Right. But, but at least at this point we have a metric that says maybe not the best expense. Right. So if nothing else, we'll know next time that maybe mm-hmm. this was not the best way to do it. Sure. So um, I guess just to close out that part of the conversation, like, um, so you would continue to spend on the candidates. You, they, you see them as a worthy investment. You just wouldn't spend that much on to um, we're not measuring just uh, what was the bigger number. You, I mean, I guess you want yeah. some analytics. You learn something from that, but still, you may have never even um, went down that road to begin with. So we, so I actually ran for Senate District 18 myself, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most expensive races in the state, right? So there was over $2.5 million spent on my race, and we spent $9,000 in total. Two, right? and but I was just, by, two and a half by the Democrat candidate. By by the Democrat, and I think the Republicans spent two hundred thousand. Okay. But if you look at it on my race, what? I spent thousand uh, dollars or fifteen hundred. Okay. But but Wake, Wake, Wake County spent nine thousand dollars, right? But if you look at the other twenty five plus races, there's millions and millions and millions of dollars, and we spent nine thousand dollars. So we're just we're just not quite going to make a difference with that, right? So maybe we want to do some out of band uh, advertising. So like we could be doing advertising right now. So people might not lose us in the, you know, the flood of other political ads. We could also use that money for candidate support and actually build a website for people, which I think actually is a good thing. You know, I was actually talking to a guy yesterday at a gun show in Concord. He thought it was really impressive that we ran, you know, 20 plus candidates in Wake County. I agree it's impressive, but let's be realistic. We didn't have a chance to win every single one of those, mm-hmm. right? So the filing fee plus 20 bucks would have given us the same result as a filing fee plus $400 or $500. So I'd like to allocate that money towards candidates who actually have a chance to win. What a so, great strategy. Right. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, for people who don't know, Wake County is almost one party, like one party wins the elections in Wake County. Um, the right. county and, commission, your uh, lawmakers, uh, who am I missing? A, your city councils. Uh, it might be yeah. different for the various cities, but I'm county not wrong. Countywide. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is there's a million people in Wake County. So right. it's good It's good to have candidates. But once mm-hmm. you get that initial spend and you, you can get a lot of, uh, not sweat equity, right? But you can get a lot of of exposure just by going to events and filling out surveys, but the the cost per, you know, impact on certain things is not great. So we want to try and allocate that money, at least at a state level towards candidates who are running locally, who might be in a vulnerable race. And we're actually trying to analyze what those races are, right. Or who might be running unopposed or might actually have a chance. So that's how we'd like to allocate that money still supporting candidates, but at least candidates have a reasonable chance to win. Right. Okay. So Dean, and- Dean, you have to answer what um, the job of chair is still. <laughs> oh, so the job of chair is in Wake County, County is to organize. Right. And it's to 
make the entire process more efficient for people who want to get something done. So in Wake County, we're running a lot of candidates, and I would do that different. Um, what Ryan was talking about is we still want to run candidates, but for $140, which is the filing fee for the state legislature races, the candidates mm -hmm. get access to forums and they get access to all these surveys. And those are actually really good at targeting voters who are on the fence, who are receptive to um, reading our message. And that needs to be our focus. These other things were not effective in, um, in any way, shape or form uh, because we have metrics on the candidates now, and basically candidates who didn't get yard signs did just as well as candidates who did get yard signs. Candidates who didn't get door hangers did just as well as candidates who did. So these things aren't really increasing the number of votes that candidates get. So we really want to focus on just using that um, that money to that small amount of money for about $200, you can get a candidate pretty much access to almost everything that's effective. And then we want to focus on a local race. We have a candidate, we have someone who's interested in running for town council. He uh, actually tried to be a replacement candidate, didn't get it, but, and is attending, you know, like, uh, meetings and he's he's already attending uh, forums and he's on citizen advisory boards. We mm -hmm. need to take that candidate who's running more locally in a local town and has a better chance of winning. And we need to focus our efforts on him because we need oh, to win an election. That's right. You're pointing out um, something I complained about years ago, whereas I'm just a complainer. You guys are doors, right? <laughs> where, well, the, you, where the party, the, the party keeps running people on the higher levels of governments but they don't they forget about those small winnable local races like school board <clears throat> or city council so yeah i do see those smaller races uh as worthy investments too whereas not always just um only having people run for the state legislature so those smaller races for us are actually much more important. They're actually mm -hmm. much more winnable. Um, they tend to be less partisan. And they're, but we, what we found uh, and across the country, because we're working with, you know, national and everything, it's really clear that it needs to be a candidate who has a lot of community involvement. Christina mm -hmm. is helping um, set things up. And we're trying to identify the candidates who have the best chance of winning in each area and focus on that candidate to put those efforts and what we really need are people who know the candidate um, to work um, like election lines for them. Um, and, but it has to be somebody who knows the candidate. And we're really working on uh, that level, that really, really low grassroots level. And in Wake County, a lot of times people say, oh, run for local school board. Wake County school board is almost impossible to win. It's actually incredibly difficult. Um, you saw Katie Long's race, who she mm -hmm. hit every precinct twice. She um, was constantly um, had every poll covered and early voting, and she still lost. And she was a really excellent third-party candidate who had gotten national attention. So it's actually incredibly difficult to win those races in Wake County. We actually even need to go lower than school board. And but two, the, two, two um, GOPers got on that school board. Um, this last term, right? Wing NG and um, I forget the other, I think it was a lady, right? Um, so you already had one, I think, Republican on that board. So it is possible. It just takes so much stinking work to like, it, it is so it's a hard. lot of doors to knock. But in a smaller town like Morrisville for town council, mm -hmm. you have a better chance. 
Um, it's just a smaller district and to focus. So the smaller you go, actually, the better off you are as far as winnability. And the other thing is people don't want to run in order to win a state legislature seat, you need to win something else first. And the person who, um, beat me in the Senate race had been on the Cary Town Council for two years or two several years so you really want to win locally first and it just makes you a better candidate going forward and we would love to win the state legislature eventually but we need to get our basic work done at the more local level first sure I agree so you said something a few minutes ago about our message our message being heard with you talking about how money was being spent what do you What do you think the viewers and listeners need to know about the libertarian message? What does it mean to be a libertarian? So to be a libertarian means that you're taking as much of the decision-making away from the government and putting it into the hands of the individual. That's really how I would define being a libertarian. And I think, um, so it is helpful to run these candidates in these higher level races because we get in those voter guides and get that message out. But that's the message over and over again, no matter what, if it's school choice, we want to take the decision-making away from the state on how their child is educated and move it into a family, move it into the parents making the decisions for the children. You mean you um, want to defund the public schools? Ryan yes. wants to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, we, wanna... we don't want to defund the, everybody doesn't want to defund the public schools, except Ryan I, and some other I people. Would like to, I would like to take the money and move it would, and give it to the parents, backpack funding. Yeah, uh, sorry. Fun students, not systems, yeah. What what else do you think people need to know about libertarianism before we bounce it over to Ryan? If you think that one party is like the Democrats are more for your civil liberties and the Republicans are more for smaller government, you're, you're wrong. Those parties are like a duopoly. Libertarians are not the middle. Libertarians want radically less government involvement in every aspect of your life. And that goes for the money, what's taken out of your paycheck. And it goes for what you personally do in your own life. Amen. All right, Ryan, what does it mean to be a libertarian over on your state level? Anything different from what Dee has said? Well, in order to be a real libertarian, you have to support abolishing public schools. But no, but, but really, (laughs) what does it mean to be a libertarian, right? It means that you don't advocate uh, the use of force for social or political goals, right? You look at everything the government does nowadays, right? They threaten you, they extort you from money, from your job, from all the property you own, from everything else. And they Mm -hmm. do it, you know, under threat of force, right? So you pretty much look at all the stuff the government's doing and how they force you to do one thing or the other. And it's all based on force. Being a libertarian means that you do you have to do things voluntarily, right? And with voluntary exchange between people, both people feel like they're getting the best deal or they're getting some sort of benefit out of it, right? So being a libertarian means that you just it's all economics, really, but you know, it's kind of a nerdy answer, right? So but the thing is is when people are able to make uh people are able to make choices without being coerced, they're going to be willing to make more choices with more people and you're going to have a market and the best idea is going to rise to the top. And it's all going to happen without the threat of being, you know, arrested for not paying your, paying your extortion fee. Right. So 
What does it mean to be liber libertarian? Don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, and let people interact with each other voluntarily and get the government out of everything. So that's that's sort of what my uh, idea of a libertarian is, right? So Okay. Well, so means. we've been going about 35 minutes. Do you guys want to wrap this up with like some closing comments about um, your local Wake County campaign and your state campaigns and then um, maybe where people viewers, listeners can um, catch a libertarian meeting because people could just like cold, cold call, just walk right on in uh, if they knew where your meetings were. And I think Wake does it quite a bit, but um, I guess they're not going to stroll into a state meeting um, and then maybe mention the state convention, I guess, because those will be your voters, Ryan, um, whereas D, yours will be over there. What What's the place called? So share your closing comments and let's so I'm in Wake County um, and we meet every Wednesday at seven o'clock at Tobacco Road. And on March 1st, so coming right up, we're going to have our, our county convention where you'll get to vote if you're a member. Um, most people are members. If you're a registered libertarian, you're a member. Um, if you're unaffiliated, you can become a member by paying a fee. Uh, a donation of $25. Um, it's a fabulous uh, way to get to meet people. You don't have to be a member to show up to convention or our meetings. If you're not in Wake County, you can also come to Wake County, but uh, hopefully you have a local affiliate. If you don't, um, you can even start one. So, and I'm an affiliate coordinator and give me a call and I can help, uh, help you start a local affiliate, hopefully. Um, so we love reaching out to people. We love talking about people, about libertarian values. Um, and it's just great to, uh, and thank you for having us. Sure. Yep. So it's hard to stumble into a meeting cause it's virtual. Most of our meetings are virtual at the state level. Um, if you're interested in getting involved, we have a calendar where we have all of our meetings on the calendar. Um, if you email me at secretary at lpnc.org, I'll help you get it, get on that. But basically it's every other Thursday, we have an executive committee meeting and then we have our various committee meetings throughout the week and affiliate team meetings and other, other meetings. But, um, to kind of close it out, like, why am I running for chair or, or what do I want to accomplish? Right? Like nationally, if you're paying attention, there's a lot of libertarian drama and it's all kind of silly, right? But that's, we don't have that issue in North Carolina and I'd really yeah. not like to start that issue. Yeah. Right. The issue in North Carolina is we have a lot of people who are active and we have a lot of people who have access and those don't always overlap. Right. So I'd like to get people who are active, the access they need facilitate whatever it is that we can to help them get involved more locally and really just get people involved and to keep them involved right? Half the battle, all of our battle should be with the state, but right now half the battle is just getting able to start the battle, right? So I'd like to try and cut that down and get people involved. And, and I, I am not running an exclusionary campaign or anything, right? We have way too few people to exclude anybody, right? So I'm, I'm not running an exclusionary campaign. I'd like everybody to get involved, stay involved if they are. Um, the next big opportunity is the wake convention march one um and then we have the state convention in clemens north carolina on march 10 or 10th through 12th mm -hmm. so and we'll uh, all be there the three of us will be there we'll Ooh. all be there 
Yep, you can vote for me as chair if you'd like the message, and if not, you can give me a call, and I'll maybe try and convince you. But um, <laughs> yeah, you can call. You can uh, show up. We'll have a social event on the tenth, the Friday night. All our business on Saturday, in the morning and afternoon. We'll have a gala that evening, and then we'll have uh, some trainings and discussion with some other candidates um, for presidential and governor on Sunday morning. So it'll be a good event. Um, it's where the business work. happens. It's where the business of the state party occurs, but Correct. with some social intermingling's as well, right? Absolutely. Is how I would so, wrap it up. so this year we're going to be doing bylaws and then uh, electing officers. So it'll be really fun. But uh, yeah, it's only the morning and afternoon. The rest of it's just uh, fun, hanging out, getting to meet people, and talking with uh, talking with people. And you know, it's it's where the the business of the party gets done, and where we're going to set up for the next year or two with the executive committee. And what if you're a homebody libertarian or you don't want to be in, in a whatever super spreader, is there an option right. for those folks who want to stay at home too and not make the road trip to Clemens and see? There is we'd always love you to have the full convention experience, but if you are unable to, we have a online option so you can join in via zoom and we'll uh, have online voting and we'll try and read your comments out and everything else. But it is possible to join uh, via Zoom. Join and vote. Yeah, I voted. Um, I think I did both last year. I voted yep. um, one day, I think. There was maybe one vote on Sunday, D. I don't know. Yep. So anyway, yeah. And then I did an in-person as well. So it's kind of cool that you could do a hybrid version too. It's not like uh, hard and fast one option. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, if they don't buy the state convention ticket, they're not voting for you, Ryan, pretty much. Yeah, and, so and that's one reason to go because you have a say absolutely. so in in how the party is looking for what the next two years or something. Yep. So we're going to elect the XCOM for two years, and then we're going to um, have our bylaws and convention rules set for the next two years. Okay. And um, but yeah, that's really it helps the party. We're not making a bunch of money off of it, right? But we're to help us offset costs if nothing else, and you'll get to meet people, and we'll have an auction and fundraiser, and you know, it, it's a good time. And it helps the party. It helps our camaraderie. And it really gets us energized for the next year or two. So I'd, I'd actually recommend everybody come if they can in person. So Cool. Well, any final thoughts? Are you guys ready to wrap it up? It was great having you both. Dee, you all right over there? Yes, thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, Thanks it was for awesome. having us. Uh, yeah, you guys shared a lot of great information. I think we covered everything. And um, I hope people watching and listening will share your message by the time your elections both occur at Totally different times, right? D, again, you are March 1 in Wake County. And I think Ryan is probably March 10. March is 11 right? is when the actual election 11. is. Okay, Saturday. well, pretty close. Whatever. I'm not even a candidate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so um, you two as well, share it wide. So your message carries. And it was fun interviewing you both. And we'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Angela. Mm-hmm.